Welcome to the No Hold Starred Podcast. It's Mikey coming at you like T.O. in his prime. Burning your secondary and scoring them touchdowns. Dumping popcorn all over his face and tearing apart locker rooms like it ain't no thing. Get your popcorn ready and keep your hands steady. Because it's the No Hold Starred Podcast. A Dallas Cowboys fan podcast for the fans. Getting started, a lot of storylines going on right now. But I want to dedicate this episode to previewing the 2018 season. The schedule was released. We know the opponents. We know the dates. And we know the matchups we're looking forward to the most. And the ones not so much. I'm a realistic fan, though, so I'm not going to look at every game like a lot of Cowboy fans and be like, win, win. Oh, we definitely got that one. Zeke's running for 350 and four touchdowns at least. Win, win, win. Holy hell. We're going 16-0. and 0. I'm going to get that tattooed on my butt cheeks. That's not what I do here, so if you want to hear all that, go find another show because I'm sure it exists. The question isn't how many games the Cowboys are going to win. The real riddle is, how much are we going to win them by? I'm saying at least 20 every single game. No one can stop us. No one can stop us. And a lot of questions coming into this season as well surrounding the maturity of Dak Prescott and the job security of Jason Garrett if things go south. You know, things could get a little gritty. Uh, this is a realistic approach based on year-old information. Obviously, I have no idea what the rosters are going to look like this year, but you know, knowing what I know right now at this second about every team and what I saw last year, you know, it's going to be fun to speculate. Um, throw in some injuries too, and some unexpected roster changes throughout the season. And I'm no Nostradamus. This is guesswork, but it's a long off season, so let's entertain ourselves anyway. So wasting no more time, let's get down to it. The 2018 Dallas Cowboys season preview and predictions. We're in dreamland, fantasy land. Week one, season opener. So the Giants, wait, wait, what? It's a season opener and we're not taking on the New York football Giants? What's going on here? Am I being punked? Where's Ashton Kutcher? I'm showing my age here. The last time that show was relevant, Quincy Carter was our quarterback. Week one, Dallas Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. Now, this is an interesting game to think about. On the road, Cam Newton, Luke Keekley or Kuchley, or however you pronounce it, those guys. And wait, those are the only Panthers that really stick out to me. I guess those are the only one, like those are the only guys anyone really cares about. But on the other side of the field, you have a completely changed Dallas Cowboys team that's going to look and play far different than past incarnations. No Dez, no Witten. <laughs> it's my hope that Scott Linehan and the rest of the Cowboys offensive gurus can find a way to make this offense, this offensive attack, less predictable, and more potent. On the defensive side of the ball, with the addition of Van Der Esch and other several key additions, I think you're looking at a stingy defense that has the ability to frustrate Superman Cam himself and even get an interception or two. Yeah, I know, this is speculation. Um, I think Dallas walks away the win here. I think they walk away with a win, uh, opening up the season with the W, Dallas 1-0. So moving on to week two, there they are, 
I knew they couldn't stay away. The New York football giants come to AT&T Stadium for a Week 2 divisional showdown on Sunday night football. Where else? Q carry underwear. I know it's Underwood. Q the weird moving faces of players as they announce their names and where they went to college. New York at Dallas. Sunday night football doesn't get better than this. I don't think New York is going to be bad at all. I smell a bounce back season. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Odell Beckham Jr. should be healthy. And while Eli Manning is on the decline, he just got a lot of help from the addition of Saquon Barkley. Who's the last speedster running back the Giants had? Tiki Barber? I mean, I'm talking about someone to really scare defenses. Someone defenses have to game plan around and respect. And and the Giants just got it through this draft. This is where you're going to want to kick me in the nuts, but I think the Giants win this matchup. I think they get a win here. Based on what? Well, the fact that the Cowboys won't really recognize this Giants team and the explosiveness. A potent running game on top of a scary wide receiving core? Throw in their stingy billion-dollar defense, and they might have something here. So I think Giants get the win, and Cowboy fans get harassed the next day at work. Dallas, 1-1. One one. So week three, we head to Century Link Field, Quest Field, Century Quest Link Field, where the Dallas Cowboys are visiting the Seattle Seahawks. I know, Seattle, 17th man, or whatever the hell they want to call it, Russell Wilson, Legion of Boom, which lost a member or two, so I guess it's now the Legion of Bo. Uh, Sean Alexander, Jerry Rice. Wait, are they retired? What year is this roster from? Anyway, we're talking about a field that has broken Tony Romo. From the 2006 botched field goal snap in the wild card round to 10 years later when Cliff Averill crushed Tony's back and changed the fate of the Dallas Cowboys altogether, this field has not been kind to the Dallas Cowboys. But Dallas has always played well here, and I think they do that in Week 3. Go back to the Christmas Eve game where the Seattle Seahawks ended Dallas's playoff hopes by standing idly by and watching Dallas beat themselves. And it's time for some payback. Zeke runs wild in front of the 12th man. Sean Alexander doesn't even show up to the game. And I think Dallas comes away with the win. Dallas 2-1. So moving on to week four, Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys AT&T Stadium. It's going down. Matt Stafford has had success, but not enough to scare me. And without any notable weapons by the name of Megatron, this is an offense that doesn't strike fear in the heart of football fans. As I alluded to earlier in the show, we're looking at a younger Cowboys team with a facelift, like a 19-year-old with Botox, but good Botox, like Botox that doesn't look like stressed latex. Somehow, I don't see this Lions team coming in and knocking off the Cowboys. And I think it's a win for Dallas. Also, the Lions have always bored me, so I'm done talking about this. We're going to say Dallas wins 3-1. and one. Week 5, it's Sunday night football again, and it's a showdown, folks, with the Dallas Cowboys taking on their in-state rivals, the Houston Texans. This is another interesting game. Deshaun Watson took the league by storm last season before he got hurt. Did they win every game under him? No. 
but they looked explosive. They looked exciting, something the Texans have not been since their inception. Hopkins, you have that strong defense, and you might even have Des Bryant, possibly. Watson is coming back, but will he be the same player? Initially, I looked at this game as a loss because I thought about the sheer playmaking ability of this Houston Texans team. But I think that while Watson is exceptional and very explosive, I think he's just young enough to make a couple crucial beginner mistakes that could turn a game upside down in seconds. And make no mistake, Deshaun Watson is still very much a rookie. Throw in Rod Marinelli, he knows a thing or two about defense, and I think we're looking at another Cowboys win. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, but it won't need to be. It's a Texas-size showdown. The Tornadoes, Armadillos, and Tumbleweed Bowl, if you will. Dallas wins a close one, and I think they go on to 4-1, and one, and they come back home to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week 6 at AT&T Stadium. Listen. It's the Jaguars. And while they're getting better, they're getting better, and they were a playoff team last year, I can't see Blake Bortles coming in here and beating up on a Dallas Cowboys squad. Plus, Alan Hearns is going to be like, yo, Jags, what's up? I think it's going to be a one-sided beatdown. You know what? Scratch that. I don't think it's going to be a one-sided beatdown, but I do think it'll be decisive, and I think Dallas sends the Jaguars back to the Jacksonville Zoo with the L. Dallas moves on to 5-1. and one. So we move on to Week 7, and it's another divisional showdown at FedEx Field when the Dallas Cowboys come to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Redskins. I don't like... Alex Smith. And I'm not talking about as a human. I'm talking about as a player. I think he's a decent player, but I never liked his mechanics. And I think his career has fallen short. Big games, big stages, minimal results. Look, I could date the hottest women for 20 years, but if I never end up happily married with children, what was it all for? And Andy Reid shipping Smith out of Kansas City, that was telling. Andy Reid has also dealt with a quarterback by the name of Donovan McNabb, who found himself in the same position Smith is currently in. And where did McNabb land? Washington, just like Smith. And what happened there? Hmm, I gotta gotta peruse the memory real quick. Nothing. Nothing at all. At least McNabb had gotten to the Super Bowl, although that season was perhaps the peak of Terrell Owens' career. I'm not certain Alex Smith has ever had a receiver like Owens. You know, receivers like T.O.'s talent, you know, that doesn't come along very, very often. My point is, though, Alex Smith is not going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I said it. He didn't last year with an explosive offense with the Chiefs, and he's not going to do it this year with the Washington Redskins in Week 7. Dallas wins the game, comes out of the nation's capital, Six and one. Moving on to week eight. Oof, this is a tough one. It's a bye week. I don't know who this bye week team is. I don't even know who their quarterback is, but they've never won a game. No team has ever lost to the bye weeks, except the Cleveland Browns and the Bills. Oh, and the Eagles too, because it's funny. Dallas escapes the bye week 
by the by the hair on their chinny chin chins, and they're six and one. Yes. This is terrible. We're moving on. Week nine, it's the Tennessee Titans at the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Jason Witten's going to be in the broadcast booth. We love you, Witten. We love you. It's so much. Are you ready for some football? A Monday night party. We got Al and Scott and Dan and Peter and now Jason Witten. Marcus Mariota is a quarterback that's getting better. And while he's had his injuries, I'll take him over Andrew Luck any day. You know, Andy Luck, because I'm going to disrespect him. I'll take him over Andy Luck every day. Look, the Titans could shock the league and punch people in the throat this year. And while we're at it, I could also find $300 on the ground in a parking lot tomorrow. Both would be ideal, but nonetheless, those two scenarios are improbable. As I sit here right now, I don't see Marcus Mariota coming into AT&T Stadium and getting a win. Tennessee just, they just feel like an incomplete team to me right now, and I don't think it's going to happen. So Dallas wins this one. Not much more to be said, and they go on to 7-1. and one. Doing pretty well. So we move on to Week 10, Sunday Night Football once again. But this time, it's a trip to Lincoln Financial Field to take on the defending Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles in one of the most hostile environments in the NFL. Honestly, I thought this matchup would be the season opener. I thought the Philadelphia Eagles would want to hang their 75-cent recycled cloth Super Bowl banner right in front of their most hated rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. Why didn't this happen? This is a special occasion. The Eagles won the Super Bowl, and it's going to be another 50 years before they win another one. They should have had Dallas to open up their season. In any event, this matchup stinks to high heaven of a loss for the Cowboys. The weather's going to be chilly because it's early November. The fans might be hopped up on beer and all kinds of foreign substances after celebrating all day in their trash-covered parking lot. It's going to be hostile. You know, this, like I said, this is an early November game, and I feel like injuries are going to be a factor here. I feel like something's going to happen, and someone, a key member of the Dallas Cowboys, is not going to be able to start this game. Every team deals with them, and I don't think Dallas is going to be an exception here. Furthermore, I feel like the Eagles are going to have a good bit of momentum going, whether it's from a win streak or an adrenalized burst to take on the evil empire Cowboys, or maybe both. I just, I think Philly takes this one decisively. You know, it's just the feeling in my gut right now without knowing anything. Thus, the Eagles snap Dallas's win streak and send Dallas back to Texas. No! They're not going back to Texas, but they are 7-2. and two. Instead, in week 11, Dallas is going to continue their dastardly tour of road games when they visit the Atlanta Falcons at that brand new nest they have. I think it's called the Adrian Claiborne Superdome now. No, wrong. The Mercedes, Mercedes, the Mercedes Benz Stadium. And for those of you who don't know, Adrian Claiborne was the defensive end last year who destroyed Chaz Green and put Dak Prescott on the ground all day with a Falcons record six sacks in a single game. So it's the Cowboys at the Falcons. This game also begins 
an unthinkable stretch of games for the Dallas Cowboys. Three games in 11 days. What? Yeah. Usually you play that in 21 days, three weeks. But in a mere week and a half, Dallas will play three games with the Thanksgiving bash coming up. And I don't like this one either. Chalk it up to Atlanta's capability of of abusing your defense or chalk it up to the heebie-jeebies from last year's beatdown and breakdown of Chaz Green and Dak Prescott. But this has the feel of a loss, you know, just written all over it. I could be wrong. I reserve the right to be. Speculation. Remember, guys? But Atlanta could have, they could have some juice here. And with that fat contract, Matty Ice just signed. He better be stepping up and proving something to the NFL fans who are still doubled over in laughter at all the money the Falcons just gave to him. Prove something to yourself, Matty. But I see Dak struggling in this game. I I feel an offensive assault like no other coming from Atlanta. I just feel like it's going to be their day. Falcons win, and Dallas will further fall to 7-3. and three. So in week 12, it's Thanksgiving Day. Dallas Cowboys at home against their division foes, the Washington Redskins, the second matchup of the season. Cowboys and Indians, Thanksgiving Day doesn't get much better than that. Believe it or not, though, I like Dallas's chances better in Washington, better than I do in Arlington at Jerry World. This has the feel of a potential upset. That scheming Alex Smith has something up his sleeve, see? I don't know. You're, you're, you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, no doubt you have a Redskin fan or two in your family. They're over for dinner, and they are just riding your ass all day about this game. This is a game Dallas should win. They're due to win after the travesty last year against the Chargers. So I'll give it to them, though I see this one being way too close for comfort. Dallas gets a win. They're back on the right track. And they're winning a close one and going on to 8-3. and three. So we go on to Week 13, Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night football on Fox to take on the New Orleans Saints, another primetime game in front of a national audience. Thursday night football games are on Fox this year. That's pretty neat. Um, I didn't like that that theme song they had for Thursday night football. It's like... Like that's... it's It's not a theme for a football game. It's the theme for your go-kart going down a hill without brakes and you're headed for like a bunch of trash cans and a and a street curb. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Michael Thomas, a young maturing defensive unit. Dallas will be playing its third game in 11 days with this game and I think their fatigue paired with a key injury or two, um, I think it's going to show up uh, a little too clearly in this game. This Saints team is well-led, and they're fast. And they're getting faster because Sean Payton knows what he's doing. And if they are who they usually are at this point in the season, I think they're going to give the Cowboys a fit in this game. I see a couple big plays from Breeze to Thomas and possibly an interception by Dak Prescott. The Saints come away with a win and send the Cowboys to a modest 8-4 and record with 11 days to get healthy and rested. Big December stretch on the way. A December stretch that could determine it all for the Dallas Cowboys. So we're moving on. Week 14. Philadelphia's come a-knocking at AT&T Stadium to take on the Dallas Cowboys on Fox. 
425 Eastern Time kickoff. 11 days off. I think the Cowboys are rejuvenated. It's late in the season, so teams have, you know, other teams figured out fairly well. And I think that goes a long way in this second meeting with the Eagles. I think Dallas knows how to play the Eagles much better in this meeting. And I think Philadelphia will be dealing with their own injuries and drama. Yes, I said drama because I don't think it's a given that Carson Wentz returns as the old Carson Wentz before he got hurt last season. And I think the success of Nick Foles will have fans ready to pounce the minute Wentz slips up or vice versa. I mean, come on, Nick Foles came in and he won the first Super Bowl ever for the Philadelphia Eagles as a backup. I mean, it doesn't get much more complicated than that. The Eagles fan base, they're cannibals. They, they eat their own alive. Don't believe me? Ask any fan who bought a Kevin Cobb jersey. In any event, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think it's one that favors the Cowboys. I think it's close, but I think Dallas is going to pull out a win. One way or another, these two teams are splitting the series. I don't care if I have the venues mixed up. Uh, Dallas wins in Philly. Philly wins in Dallas. I don't care. All, all I believe at this point is that Dallas is going 9-4 and four after Week 14. Week 15. The Dallas Cowboys pack their bags. I'm packing my bags, Mom. Yeah, I'm packing my bags. Yeah, don't forget your toothbrush, Mom. Yeah, my pillow. And they hit the road for another indoor game, this time in Indy, where they face the Indianapolis Colts in the house that Peyton Manning built. I think the Colts are going to find out this season that they must move on from Andrew Luck. I'm not certain if he's ever going to be the guy they thought he'd be, but he won't do it in Indy. If ever. They are non-committal on this guy's health updates. And I'm not sure what's going on, but Andrew Luck isn't going to win a Super Bowl. There, I said it, so you didn't have to. I think the Colts are looking at another 5-11, 6 or 10 season. And I think they're going to move on because that's what franchises in the NFL have to do. That's what they did when Manning got hurt. I mean, this backup quarterback circus took over and they lost massive amounts of games and they had to move on. And if they can move on from a guy who won a Super Bowl for them, who was the pinnacle of success for their franchise for a solid decade, they'll sure as shit move on from a guy who's never going to bring them a Super Bowl. And what do you say? Enough is enough. Like at what point do you say this? He's a human being and every athlete in the NFL is world-class. They are freaks of nature. That's why they're in the NFL. But Andrew Luck just never did it for me. Even when he's played, he hasn't wowed anyone. So I think the Cowboys win this game fairly easily. I don't think they're facing Andrew Luck. And they get out of Lucas Oil Stadium with the W, and they move on to 10-4. and four. So week 16, two days before Christmas, folks, will Dallas receive a shiny W under their trees? Or will the Tampa Bay Grinches steal their Christmas? Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Dallas AT&T Stadium. This is a tough one to call because the Bucs, they have playmakers. Their offense is potentially as explosive as a butthole after Taco Tuesday. But they got to eat the tacos. They got to pour on the hot sauce. They got to make it spicy. And at this point, how spicy will the Bucs be in the season? Mike Evans, 
Jackson, Jameis Winston. Y'all ready to erupt? Not in Dallas, you won't. Or will you? Mm. I see this one being an upset. I think Tampa is going to be clawing for a wild card spot in a crowded division of contenders, the NFC South. And that's going to give them an extra boost in this game. Against my impulsive opinion, because, you know, truth be told, I don't take the Bucks very seriously. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to shock Dallas on uh, in this game. Mike Evans has a lot to do with this. Jameis Winston has never impressed me. Shania Twain style, don't impress me much. But I think his playmakers do it for him, and I could see Mike Evans taking over this game. What you gonna do when Mike Evans runs wild all over you? I think it's gonna be close, but I think Tampa Bay escapes Jerry World with a win and steals the Cowboys Christmas until the Falcons push them off of Mount Grumpet. If you're not a fan of the Grinch who stole Christmas, by the way, you're lost right now. And that's okay, because we're moving on anyway. After losing this game, Dallas is 10-5, and and we're moving on. Week 17, Dallas Cowboys travel to the frozen Meadowlands to take on the New York football giants in a rematch to avenge their Week 2 loss. When I had Dallas at 7-1, and one, you thought I was delusional, didn't you? <laughs> this guy thinks they're going 15-1. and one. What an idiot. Hey, Marge, you hear this guy? He thinks Dallas is destroying the league. They're not America's team, and he's an idiot. Things change, and at 10-5 and five going into the season finale on the road against a divisional foe, this game is going to be huge. But I... I think New York's going to be fighting for a wild card spot right along with the Cowboys. I know, I know. Wild card spot? You mean you don't think Dallas is winning the division? Huh? Marge, this guy's an idiot. He thinks Dallas isn't winning the division. Pending a complete collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they've got enough talent and potential to win the division and make another deep playoff run, but they are not going back to the Super Bowl. Um, the Eagles are just talented, and they haven't given me any reason to doubt that they're going to be just as good, but like I said, they are not going back to the Super Bowl. So I think Dallas and New York are going to be duking it out here for a playoff spot, and major implications are on the line all across the board. This is the difference. This game at 10-5 and five is the difference between Jason Garrett keeping his job or not. Because I think if they miss the playoffs again, I think Garrett is gone. Just my opinion, and I know I'm not alone. This game is the difference between 11-5 and five and 10-6. and six. Dallas goes into this game. They play at MetLife a hell of a lot better than they do at Jerry World in this situation. Um, we're factoring it all in. We're factoring in injuries. We're factoring in roster changes, fatigue. I mean, think about how long an NFL season is for these guys. Every game feels like a car crash, and you got 17, 16, 17 of them. Um, 16 games, 17 weeks, you know, for all the people who are obsessed with the facts. If Dallas has a healthy Ezekiel Elliott, and a healthy Dakota Rain Prescott, and a healthy Sean Lee, and a healthy pass rush, 
I think they win this game. And I, um, geez, I, I don't know. I, I got to get back to you on this because my brain, my brain's going to explode. I mean, come on. This whole episode has been speculation. We could go 1-15. and 15. Hey, Mark, this jerk thinks we're going 1-15. and 15. He must not know that we have Tank Lawrence. What an idiot. But all in all, everything considered, we're throwing it all in to the center of the table. With this game, the difference of 10 and 6, 11 and 5, Garrett keeping his job, Garrett getting fired. I think the Dallas Cowboy.